Greetings, and welcome to the podcast. There are variations of a saying which tell us that we borrow the earth from our children. It's not hard to be moved by such a sentiment, but what actions should one take to ensure that the earth is returned to its apparently rightful owners in the proper condition? In one sense, this is a ridiculous question and that the reference to these so-called rightful owners isn't a reference to anyone or anything that exists at present moment. Of course, we're capable of understanding that poetic license has been taken, and that, indeed, future generations will be born into a world dramatically different than the one people of, say, Generation X or Generation Y were born into. And when we were children, we wondered why those before us, our parents and their parents' parents, for example, we wondered why they hadn't been more careful with the planet we had inhabited. To a teenager with so many hopes and fears about the future, a picture of a clear-cut forest or news about nuclear waste being purposefully put into the ocean can be trauma-inducing. Many, if not most of us, when we were teenagers and young adults, were sickened and angry by the degradation of our planet. And when we talked to our elders, we usually either saw the topic brushed away, or we were told that it was a problem of corporate greed of evil people who cared more for money than for the health of the planet and its inhabitants. The implication was that somehow they could use their wealth to shield themselves from the harmful effects of radical climate change. As of now, there is a strong scientific consensus that global warming is taking place, and that human activities are either one of the main causes of it, or are the main cause. What's more, there's also a strong consensus that the planet has been and will continue to be irreparably harmed, with the effects becoming worse and worse over time. There are those who deny that the problem is as serious as it's made out to be, and you're likely well aware of the fact. Maybe these people make you really angry. Or maybe it's those who proclaim the dangers of climate change that make you angry. Or maybe you just try to ignore the whole mess and are just hoping that it will go away, or at least won't cause any catastrophes in your neck of the woods before you pass on. And if you don't have kids, this option is even more comfortable. But if one is truly worried about the problem, what does one do? Apparently the quickest way to do something and make yourself feel better these days is to criticize existing social and political systems and put the blame squarely on the shoulders of previous generations. As with so many things these days, you show what you stand for by declaring who you stand against. Hundreds of thousands of years of biological and environmental changes have brought us to where we are now. Think of all the people who struggled to survive long enough to reproduce so that you could be born. What do you owe them for their efforts? Who's to say? Maybe you owe them nothing. I mean, they're dead, right? So blaming them seems just as ridiculous. Of course, it's not likely that those who criticize previous generations for their folly do so because they believe in some sort of cosmic justice made real by their declarations. What they point to is the culmination of their efforts, which includes current social structures and political systems, as well as everyone living today. And I mean the culmination of the efforts of previous generations. The social structures and political systems we identify are abstractions, arbitrarily defined yet taken to be concrete things in the world, to either be modified or destroyed, such as the nature of the human mind. Yet, only a lunatic would think that these things exist as physical things that can be attacked and demolished. 
Some of these lunatics may plant bombs and bring down buildings they take to be actual physical parts of the systems they arbitrarily define. Most social and political pundits, however, recognize that these abstract entities are propped up in the minds of people, and some of these people, acting in unison, enact laws and rules and convince others to enforce them. We know from history that wiping out these so-called systems means wiping out the minds that prop them up. Such a primitive means to achieve an aim, yet this means seems to be a default one. For as smart as we think we are, for all of our so-called progress, we are still tribal creatures who identify enemies to be erased and friends to be cherished, these days mostly based on what delusions they prop up in their minds. It's no wonder so many stay silent when the effects of participating in the condemnation game are as obvious as they've ever been. We're even aware that in the minds of many, silence on a contentious issue may equal complicity. So staying silent may not be enough. Flying under the radar may be your best bet. Apparently, more and more people are deleting their social media accounts as time goes on. Maybe we have learned something. Anyway, thanks for listening. Until next time.